Good, good morning and welcome. We are up to chapter 4 of the Kitsha Shulchan Aruch, Proper Behavior in the Bathroom, the Laws of the Asher Yasar Blessing. <coughs> and as we previously shared, what's so beautiful is how every little detail in life, even the most what we may think as mundane, is holy. We're able to we're able to do a mitzvah, we're able to serve Hashem, and even the most mundane things, as we're going to learn today, as going to the bathroom. So we're going to start off learning how often one should try to go to the bathroom. And we're even going to learn what the some suggestions, if you can't go to the bathroom, what you could do about that. One should accustom himself to relieve himself both in the evening and in the morning, as this habit is a way of preparedness and proper hygiene. So the proper thing is to go to the bathroom in the morning and in the evening. If one tries to go, if you attempt to go, but you find that you're unable to relieve yourself, so then you should stand up and walk four amis, about six feet, and then sit down and try again. And if this does not help, you should repeat this procedure, standing up and sitting down, until you relieve yourself. The walking, standing and sitting helps stimulate the muscles of the large intestine, which helps to move the waist to the outside of the body. So this movement helps the waist come out. Good morning and welcome. We're in chapter 4, section 1. So the first method of, it, of helping you go to the bathroom, we said is by standing up and sitting down, and standing, sitting and walking. A second method is by focusing exclusively on this, or by diverting all your attention from other things and exclusively thinking about going to the bathroom. You know, I, I want to share the introduction we gave earlier, which is that we're learning the laws of going to the bathroom. However, you may think it's so mundane, but this is the beauty of it is that even the most simple and mundane things, if we do it the way Torah says, we're doing a mitzvah. So even in the... Hey, I have a question. Sure. When I go to the bathroom, I never think about I'm in the bathroom. That's a bad place. We'll talk about it today. Let's see. <coughs> Let's see. <coughs> if you need to go to the bathroom, one who holds back his bodily functions is actually transgressing the commandment of the verse to not make yourself abominable. So if you need to go, then the Torah says you should go to the bathroom. Now, if you're refraining from going to preserve your dignity, that's for sure okay. We're not we're we're not talking about an example where you it's not a it's not a proper setting. But if there's nothing stopping you from going, if you're in class, your teacher say you you know you're, you're it's not going to be an embarrassing moment. And you're not in a, a high-level meeting, you know, but you're able to go, then you should go when you need to. Um, a second issue is, if someone, if someone needs to urinate, and they don't, so God forbid, that could cause someone to be sterile. We want, and that uh, uh, is something which the Torah wants to make sure doesn't happen. In addition, one who holds himself back from urinating when he feels the need further transgresses the commandment of the verse, there shall be no sterile male among you. So therefore, 
for these two reasons, when we need to go to the bathroom, we should go. Now, this is not saying the moment you feel the need to go, you should go, because then you may be running every moment. We are saying when you know that you need to go, then you should now go. And don't push it off if you're able. Um, any questions? Wow. <coughs> okay. Halacha. Halacha base. I just want to add, because we're learning here about going when you need to, so I think it's important to note that the Divrei Chaim, he actually, he says, just if, if you're, if you're going to start thinking too much about it, you should know that a healthy person should only, generally should need to go once every three hours um, to urinate. And therefore, if you just don't start thinking about it too much, because we don't want it to be on your mind. That's how long it takes you to digest a meal. Three hours. Right. Okay, sorry. Any questions? Halacha number two. Now we're going to talk about modesty within the bathroom. Again, something we, we probably never even thought about. But Hashem is everywhere, including in the bathroom. We don't, there's no sign that's blocking it. God forbid. Hashem, Hashem is everything. And therefore, the modesty needs to be even in a bathroom. A person must behave modestly in the bathroom. What does this mean? It means that you, he should not expose himself until he is ready to sit. And even then, he should minimize his exposure and expose only that which is necessary for him to expose so as not to soil his clothing. Of course, you need to take off any parts of your clothing that is needed that you don't soil yourself. But removing more than that is something that you should try and be as dignified as possible even in the bathroom. Or as mo dignified as not the appropriate, as modest as, as possible. And even at night time, we should behave the same way because if you remember we learned earlier that Hashem sees well like day, like night is like day. We're now going to talk about, thank God we don't have such issues generally today, but if you don't have a bathroom, what direction you should sit when you go to the bathroom because Hashem is in which direction? Hashem is in the west. We pray, we, we, face, we face east, we face Mizrach, we're davening. Basically, in our terminology, we're going to learn Hashem is in east and west, okay. primarily. More, Hashem is everywhere. So it's, but Hashem, we also say Hashem is everywhere, but Hashem is, Shekhinah is in the, is in the Mayrev. The Shekhinah is in the west. So one who is relieving himself in an open area that has no nearby walls should direct himself so that he will be facing south, and his back towards north, or vice versa. However, to turn so, the so that his body is aligned from east to west is not appropriate. If there is a wall nearby, so then you could relieve yourself in any direction as long as your back is towards the wall. And it is permitted to urinate in any direction, even in an open area. And this goes back to the previous point that if someone needs to urinate and doesn't, that could be dangerous. So, if you only have a wall in back of you, so then your back should be to the wall. And, and in any direction. And if you have nothing covering you, you should be facing 
Which directions? Who could help me? East-west. North to south. North to south. Because Hashem is in the east-west. Another halacha. One should not relieve himself in the presence of any other person. Meaning you should position yourself so that people don't see your exposed body. Um, one is, however, if the need be, one is, however, permitted to relieve himself in front of young children. Okay. So one should not relieve himself in the presence of any other person, even if the person is a non-Jew. It's not any person, any human being. You should not relieve yourself in front of them. However, to urinate is permitted even during the day and in public if necessary, since there is a danger in holding oneself back, as we previously learned. Nevertheless, it is proper to move off to the side whenever possible. So, let's summarize what we've just learned. Well, number one is, thank God we're so blessed that, the, that this issue we're learning about today doesn't generally apply. We have a bathroom. We, we, don't, we don't even have... The halakha is talking about it, you, don't, you have nothing. Thank God we, at least we have a bathhouse. Right. And not, we don't have a bathhouse. We have a personal bathroom. Not only do we have personal bathrooms in our house, we sometimes have more than one. You know, we're able to work this out. You have three. You have three. Oh, so, no. Oh, yeah. But if one didn't have, then we were learning they should, that you should, which direction you should face and to not, uh, to try and ensure no one sees um, any part of your body that is not normally exposed and is exposed now. But this, this does help us tell us that when you're building a, sh a house, we don't need to be concerned which direction your bathroom is facing. Now, by the way, you may be laughing about that. There are certain things we'll learn later on in Shulchan Aruch. When you build a house or when you're doing things, you do want to think about which direction it is. We'll get to that. But here we're not concerned because we have walls. Okay. And we shouldn't be concerned with this last, last lacha uh, in the case of public restrooms. Uh, because in the public restrooms, we have all these bar barriers. And Absolutely. Absolutely. The only question that comes up is... Um, next halacha. Is what? Is in the next halacha, right? Oh, I was even going to okay. say this one. Okay. Um, there, there are some people that say they don't have them so much nowadays either. Yeah, actually, over the last few years, Scott. But you used to have, you used to have urinals where um, there was no separation. Mm -hmm. So it happens to be that uh, people say that that would it would would have been better to go into an enclosed place. Nam mm halacha -hmm. number three: You should not relieve yourself while standing. This is if we're talking about if you're relieving yourself from the back. And one should not force himself by straining himself excessively so as to not cause the muscles that hold the, the rectum in place to tear. Okay? So number one is we should sit down. And number two is we shouldn't work too, we shouldn't really work too hard. Additionally, one should not hasten to leave the bathroom until he is sure that he no longer needs to relieve himself further. So we shouldn't hurry. So we shouldn't. We should, number one, sit down. We shouldn't pr pr push ourselves too hard and we shouldn't hurry. When standing while urinating, he should be mindful that the urine not drip on his shoes or clothing because that could be cause a, a very big embarrassment to you and it's not appropriate. 
Nevertheless, he should be very careful when urinating not to hold his organ of circumcision with his hands. And that we'll learn more about in section 151. You don't want to cause the uh, organ to become hot and God forbid cause an emission of seed. Halacha number four. Are, are, we, are we good? You know, I, I just have to say this because I feel like it's, this is an uncomfortable topic. And it is an uncomfortable topic. It's uncomfortable. But, but what I want to share, I want to review this point I said. That what's so, so beautiful is how the, down to the last detail, <laughs> if we go to the bathroom and we sit down and we don't push ourselves too hard and we, and we take as long as we need because this is what Halacha is telling us, so now we're serving God in the most... It's incredible. You know, we learn, we learn that we're so lucky. Hashem gave us so many mitzvahs to make us get such a big reward. Could you imagine? But even by the most mundane, we're doing a mitzvah. It's an incredible point. I'm just, I'm just repeating myself because I think it's important to be shared. What's yes. a halakha? Somebody, somebody used your bathroom. Yeah. He's a visitor. Let's talk about this later. No, uh, it's, no, no. Yitzchak, Yitzchak, off the record. We're not talking now about this. Halacha number four. It is forbidden to contemplate Torah thoughts while in the bathroom. So Hashem is everywhere, but let's not think Torah in the bathroom. It's not appropriate. Therefore, what should you do? While he is there, it is proper to think about one's business and financial calculations so that he does not come to think Torah thoughts or sinful thoughts, God forbid. So, you, we want, you know, conscious discipline, right? They teach you, don't tell someone what not to do. Tell them what you can do. Yeah. So we're telling you, don't think Torah thoughts, but what could you do? Think about your business. Think about your finances. Do some math. Okay, comes Shabbos, but what about on Shabbos when you shouldn't th think about your business? Shabbos, when one may not think about his business, one should contemplate fascinating thoughts that he saw or heard or the like. Read a story. If, if you have a newspaper, that's a good time to read it. But we shouldn't think words of Torah in the bathroom. I do want to throw out there, however, this is something my teacher told me and I think it's important to share. Better to think words of Torah than, than sinful thoughts. Mm -hmm. Just to, to throw that out there. It's interesting because here we have halacha regarding what to do in the bathroom. So how can you be thinking, how can you be in the bathroom thinking about these, what to do in the bathroom correctly and not be thinking words of Torah? And these are words of Torah. I appreciate that. So we, that's a great question. <laughs> this is Torah. However, let me give you an example about Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av, we learn you're not allowed to learn Torah. It makes you happy. However, you need to learn the laws of Tisha B'Av. Uh -huh. So whatever laws you need to know for the moment, it's not a problem to think about. Okay. Um, yes, good question. This, this reminds me of uh, your class few years ago on, on the sciences of nation, right, where there's, there's this concern, what should we do when uh, we're supposed to be studying Torah all the time, and we also have some interest in, in the science of the, of, of the nations. This is maybe not it a It connects. Place See, there you go. Right. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. 
Now we're going to talk about, again, another very nitty-gritty detail, which is how you should wipe yourself in the bathroom. Too much information. Yitzchak, <laughs> this is so, so beautiful. Listen to this. Not beautiful. Listen. Let's talk about wearing tefillin. You wear your tefillin on which, on which arm? Well, let me say it in other words. Which hand is holier? Your right or your left hand? Depends on, depends on whether you're right-handed or left-handed. Fine, but let's say if you're right-handed, which hand do you do more holy things with? Right. right hand. Why the right hand? Because it's not. Because it's the one that you have. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes, and here we're going to point out, you wrap your left hand with your right hand. Which finger is greater? Your middle finger on your left hand. Because you wrap the tefillin straps around your middle finger. So the greater hand is the right hand, but the greatest finger is the left middle finger. So if you need to touch something soiled, if you need to touch yourself, do it with your left hand without your middle finger. Let's see that inside. Let's see that inside. One should take care to wipe himself well, for if any amount of excrement remains in the anus, it is forbidden to him to recite any sacred texts. Okay, one should not wipe himself with his right hand because he uses it to tie the tefillin onto his left arm. And for the same reason, for the honor of tefillin, he should not wipe himself with the middle finger of the left hand, for this is the finger around which he straps the strap, he wraps the strap of the tefillin. And like you've mentioned, the left-handed person should wipe himself with the hand that is considered his left, which is the right of all people. Any questions? Most of you good? Okay, we're now going to talk about a, a person with two things. We're actually not two, we're talking about the blessing of Asher Yatzer. Are we all familiar with the blessing of Asher Yatzer? I know Micha is, but I want to tell you about the blessing of Asher Yatzer. I'd like, let's get Sidurim. The blessing of Asher Yatzer is a blessing we say... Yitzchak, I'm going to test you. Yeah. Is there a blessing we say before we eat? Yes, there is. Is there a blessing we say when we put on our talis? Yes. Is there a blessing we say when we go to the bathroom? Yes. Good. You won. Outstanding. I already know that. Okay, so now we're going to talk about that blessing. I always have to bring the book though. We're going to talk about that blessing we make when we go to the bathroom. And let's open up our sitter. Let's open up our sitter to page 5. And the blessing... The blessing reads, it's the, it's the second blessing on the page. We start off with Moda'ani and then we have a second blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has formed man in his wisdom and created within him numerous orifices and cavities. It is revealed and known before the throne of your glory that if but one of them were to be blocked or one of them were to be opened, it would be impossible to exist even for a short while. Blessed are you, Lord, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. This Shabbos, I was... I was away, and I spoke to a doctor. He comes in and he says, Today, I, he says, last night I saved a life. Last night I saved a life. Because someone came in, and their heart, God forbid, was almost fully clogged. And he had, today with technology, he had the ability to open the heart, to put in a stint. 
if, we have, if parts of our body are clogged, God forbid, that's the end. And so we thank Hashem for creating openings and closings, and things that are open should be open, things that are closed should be closed. Amen. Amen. Amen, yes. And we thank Hashem. And... Right, Micha? Asher Yatsar Es Adam Bechachma. We say it every... That's right. There you go. So now we're going to talk about how often we say this blessing. Here we go. Halacha Vav. Each time that a person defecates or urinates, even if only one drop, he should wash his hands with water and recite the Asher Yotar blessing. So no matter how much a person goes, you should thank Hashem that you're able to go. If one urinated or moved his bowels and forgot to recite the Asher Yotar blessing, and subsequently he urinated or moved his bowels again, and then remember that he did not recite the blessing the first time, he need recite the blessing only once. So if you went a few times and then you remember, hey, I didn't make a blessing on all of these times, you make it only once. What happens if someone took a laxative and knows he's going to have to go to the bathroom many times until the laxative runs its course? So you should not recite the blessing of Asha Yatar until you have concluded the course of the laxative. What happens that's all day? Well, then at the end of the day, you'll make it. Well, that must have been 48 hours. Okay. That's a good question. I don't know the answer. It's a good, I don't know the answer. It's a very, very good question. I think by that, of course. Any questions on chapter number four on the proper conduct in the bathroom? Okay, thank you very much.